Welcome back to the uh, Super Sentex podcast, uh, talking high school football here in Central Texas. Uh, although Chad is not in Central Texas, uh, you're out in West Texas, correct? Exactly. I'm in Lubbock, right outside the Double Tree Hotel, my home away from home this fall. There you go. Uh, uh, and but I'm happy to talk Central Texas high school football. There you go. And DJ is here in town, and. Uh, is it, you got a hoodie on? Is that what I see? Yeah. Yeah. She said I forgot to turn on my heater and I didn't realize it was going to be 41 degrees when I woke up. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. Well, guys, uh, if it's cold, we're uh, that's fun because, um, you know, we're pretty deep into the season. We still have uh, four teams left. We've made it to round four and we've got a final four here in Central Texas. And we're in December. We're in, yeah, for starting tomorrow as we record the podcast. Um, So this week I want to talk about X factors. And you may define that however you wish, but if you would like a dictionary.com definition, here it is. Uh, A variable in a given situation that could have the most significant impact on the outcome. Um, and I think that's a pretty good, that's probably it's an what, algebraic reference. It, yeah, that that's probably what we would say is an X factor. Um, so I want you to give me an X factor and it can be a person. It can be a phase of the game or, you know, just some aspect of the game for each of our four remaining teams. And let's start at the top in terms of classification that is left. Uh, and that would be the China spring Cougars. So, who or what will be most important, the most important factor for China Spring as they play a top five game this week with Anna? And DJ, I'll start with you. You did see China last week. Yeah. Um, well, I think they just have such a drive, I guess, to prove that they're still like the team that, I guess, not the team they were last year, but that they're they can still win mm. despite losing what they lost last year. And, you know, under a new head coach, even though he's been there before, so he knows the program, he knows what um, they have to do. I think it was pretty big for them to get Cash McCollum and to have people like Chris Tristan X-Line, Kyle Barton, um, and Trey Hafford mm. on their offense because it's just – they have options and um, I don't think we talk enough about their defense either. Like we, I I can't name specific people because like it's very much a group effort, Um, but they were just shutting down Lake Worth every chance they got, like every time they step on the field, they were holding it down. So um, no, they're, they've got success in a lot of places, but I think just, having the confidence that they've had this season has helped them a lot, uh, especially with those kids and their offense and, and the way that their defense is played as well. So it sounds like you're saying motivation maybe is their, uh, is their X factor. Uh, I I will say about the defense. So DJ's writing about Crawford's defense this week, but really all four of our remaining teams, um, have great defenses you don't get to this point with of the season without that and 
um, Terry Crawford at Abbott, even in the six-man game, has really uh, praised his defense this year. I mean, because teams just, you know, they don't put those big numbers up on them. So, yeah, China Springs done a great job in that area. Uh, Chad, what would you say? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think as DJ went down the line and covered a lot of that stuff, it's the impression I get at China Spring is it's hard to identify what their weak link might be. Mm. And so, you know, so you kind of have to go with an intangible, I think, with X Factor. So, you know, their motivation as a positive X Factor, absolutely. You know, I think um, I think maybe the X Factor in this game for both teams is momentum and that's you know a fairly generic term, especially as we, as we get this far along. But when you look at it, uh, China Spring has come out and just whomped every team from the start in, in their playoff games, creating a huge amount of momentum early. Now, if they can't do that against Anna, uh, Anna's kind of the Cinderella story in that region. And, and so the momentum is going to build on their side just by staying in the game, I feel like. Um, so I think momentum is the X, X factor if China Spring can – Come out and punch uh, uh, Anna in the mouth. That, 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 yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> that doesn't sound good, does it? We don't want to punch Anna. Well, yeah, but, uh, so I'm going to call that X factor the uh, Mike Tyson factor, and I'm going to use it again later. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was referencing Mike Tyson in terms of him being the author of the phrase, everybody has a plan until you punch him in the mouth. Uh, you know, I am going to name a person, and DJ did mention his name, but to me, Trey Hafford is a guy who's just a football player. Uh, played a lot on defense last year in addition to offense. I don't know how much he's doing that this year. You guys would have a better clue of that. But he certainly is. I, I think as I've looked at the stats, his defensive stats haven't really been that big. But offensively, as a receiver, he just feels like a matchup problem, you know, uh, that not a lot of teams can – can uh, stay with that guy. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, and he makes plays. And he's done that really all year. So let's move down to Class 2A, Division One, where the Crawford Pirates continue to get it done. They beat Riesel 41-3 last week in that rematch of uh, district rivals. Um, so Crawford, historically, going back to – uh, when Delbert Kelm was there, before Delbert Kelm, a long stretch. It was uh, a man by the name of Robert Murphy as their head coach. Uh, let me tell you, DJ, Chad and I could tell you some Robert Murphy stories. Uh, he's an interesting cat, uh, to say the least. Um, but um, Crawford has always been kind of about the team. You know, they're always team, 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 team very focused on the team. They don't send in stats for stats plus they do send in on uh super syntax nominees. But um, so my question then is, is the X factor for Crawford? Is it an individual or is it some other phase or aspect of the game? Crawford plays Toller this week. Um. They've got individual guys that right. I feel are just incredible football players, just from the perspective of, of the level that they play at the level of football that they play um, to, I can't give you a, a name though, to say that it's this one person mm. that is give the reason for all their success. Obviously their defense is like the thing that we talk about the most because it's um, 
they have a really great defense. I mean, up until when they played Marlin, they hadn't allowed more than like two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, that season. And then they've still been doing really great. I mean, I lost count of how many teams they shut, shut down this season, like shut out, just did not allow mm-hmm. a score. And, um, but I think that's their X factor. It's that they are a team. Like they, they don't give to, you know, it's easy for the small schools to just have that one guy that does everything for them. But I think their reason they're so good is that they have a lot of the kids are bought into the system of being a team. Yeah. And I think that that defense really works in concert with one another. I know I've talked to Jacobs uh, this year, some, and, uh, and he would say that, uh, you know, each guy really has to do their job. And, you know, the D line is getting that push and the linebackers are kind of flying around and making plays and Breck chambers and those guys uh, on the corner, you know, in the, in the secondary are, are guarding their man. And, and then they swarm to the ball too, you know, I mean, it's, it's a team tackling kind of mindset. And so Chad, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say that's a great point by DJ because I've covered a lot of 2A football. In fact, the majority of the games I've covered this year have been 2A, and you do see a lot of situations where, you know, uh, a quarterback, you know, like um, like uh, Newt Shornack at Boskeville will just kind of take over the game. And, you know, Boskeville, Rosebud Lott, it was like quarterback versus quarterback, and which of the other teams could have a guy come in and make a difference. And that's why Crawford and Mark uh, and some of our other 2As that went further – are, are, you know, went further because they have multiple guys. Now, the, the X-Factor guy I'm going to give you for the Crawford-Tollard match is a name. I have a story behind it, and it's okay. not a Crawford player. Okay. It's Toller running back uh, Peyton Smith. I think it's Peyton Smith. I can't really remember because the game I covered then was against Marlin, and the Marlin broadcaster decided that Peyton – Smith reminded me of, reminded him of Peyton Hillis from Arkansas from a few years ago. So the entire game, he referred to him as Peyton Hillis, right? So <laughs> no, that's I don't think it was Peyton Hillis. No, but uh, yeah, but that's he, the entire game that the classic Marlin broadcaster was 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 just referring to this kid as Peyton Hillis unabashedly, and he, even though he knew that wasn't his name, right? But. Uh, <laughs> At we any need to rate, do a story on this Marlin broadcast. Oh, we have to. We have to next season. I, I can't even tell you. Just sitting in the booth with him at the uh, in the Trojan Stadium during the first round, mm-hmm. it, it was crazy. It was like mm-hmm. me and the, I don't remember what publication this other writer that was sitting next to me was from, but we were just looking at each other during the game like, <laughs> this is the most exciting game that we've heard all time. <laughs> we weren't even paying attention to it. It, it sounds like he's got a little Gus Johnson in him. Like, you know, everything's awesome, you know. Well, no, but he also just like, he just fans it in, in a lot of ways, you know, and like, he just kind of emotionally reacts in, in that way. But he knows that he knows his stuff. My, that my dad went with me uh, and spotted for me at the, at the Marlin Toller game. And what really got him was uh, the, the, the broadcast was so upset that Marlin had gone for it and, in the first quarter on fourth down and, and in the second half, they line up to go forward on fourth down. And he says, well, here, here, they're going to run this so-called play, you know, <laughs> he was like giving up on it before they even snapped the ball. So <laughs> what were you going to say about Peyton Smith though? 
Uh, Peyton Smith, number 40 for Toller. Uh, sophomore, but a big, fast running back. And, you know, they just pounded people with him. He had over 2,000 yards when they played. Uh, uh, they had, he had 2,000 yards for the season by the time they played Marlin two weeks ago. I'm sure he's up to uh, in the neighborhood of 2,700 this year. So, you know, that Crawford defense, if they can hit him behind the line, which they're going to have to do because he gets going fast enough by the time he gets, you know, a yard or two downfield that he's really hard to stop, right? So uh, he's the type of guy that they can produce a 15-play drive with just because he's. if you don't hit him at the line, he's going to get three or four yards, you know, uh, yeah. per, per play just by getting hit at the line and falling forward. So Crawford has always been very ground-oriented going back, again, decades. <laughs> um uh, that said, I do feel like they have a pretty good passer uh, right now in in Luke Torbert. I think that's an X factor. Um, I know Steve Boggs covered a Crawford game earlier this year and and was mentioning, uh, you know, out of the Crawford teams he'd seen that he felt like, you know, they were as proficient passing as, as he'd seen them. Um, but, you know, I think DJ made an excellent point earlier, even though they are all about the team. You can't do it without some good players. I mean, uh, and like Chad, that 2004 Crawford State Championship team that you covered, they had good players. You know, uh, yeah. a couple years ago when they made their deep run, they had really good players. And so, I mean, they still have some hosses, you know, like Breck Chambers, who's just kind of a do-it-all guy. And I think will have a chance to either kick or punt in college. And Crawford's never – had a lot of college football signees. They're just not big kids. They're just tough two-way football players. But Cameron Walker is another one who's picking up offers from smaller schools um, and, you know, and is a ball player. You know, that kid can play. So, um, you know, I think if if Breck and, and Cameron, those guys would be my two X factors if they can kind of show out, maybe along with Luke Torbert on the offensive side. Um, all right, let's go down to Mart in the other 2A division, 2A division two. Um, so their Panthers are more used to playing on this stage than anyone in central Texas. Um, and if you had asked us before the season, we might have said that a lot of the Panthers X factors had graduated. Now it is Mart, they seem to find them. Um, but here they are again, mauling everyone in their path. So what is the Mart X factor or who? Um, I, Mart is also one of those teams that I feel um, like Crawford a bit, who, you know, is, is very much everybody's contributing. Um. I mean, I could name people, Abram mm. Ross, Monty Swainer, mm-hmm. you know, those guys, they just, every time that I would get like nominations for a player of the week, their numbers would be so low, but then you would look at the score and I'm just like, what, what's going on here? What happened here? Right. I think their biggest thing is that they're hungry to prove themselves and to get back to what they expect Mark to be um, because they were obviously not satisfied with their result last year. Mm. And I think that was their biggest motivation coming into the season is like, we're not what we're supposed to be 
if we can't win the state title because yeah. it's smart, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Chad? Yeah, that's a great point. And that's kind of what I was going to say is I think that their X factor is their chip on their shoulder. Mm. Um, but also kind of off that point too, and, and, and you made it is that uh, I, I feel like maybe the, the kind of weird strength of the smart team is you're not looking over your shoulder going, okay, this guy right here, he's the one that's going to make the difference for us, you know? Uh, and so like, you're not relying on one guy. You're not, you're not anticipating one guy is going to make the play that gets it done for you. So, and, and those younger guys are having a chance to come up and, and, uh, and, and be the guy. And the other thing is maybe they're harder to scout because you're not saying, um, I'm drawing a blank. I'm not on my computer today, but you know, the big running back that ended up playing quarterback last year, it was so good for him. Uh, gosh. Yeah. So we're all going to draw a blank at the same time. I wasn't here last year. I was yeah, DJ wasn't here. Uh, you're not going back to Rodrell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he was two years ago. I real was his last year, right? Right. Rodrell yeah, had it yeah. was so Rodrell Green, correct? Uh, was uh, was that his last name, Chad? Uh, Freeman. Rodrell Freeman. Sorry, Rodrell. Yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah it's terrible that we can't remember this because he had a chance. A chance, and now it didn't ha- happen. But uh, to be to win four rings, to win to win four rings, he won three yeah. in a row, freshman, sophomore, junior, and then they mm-hmm. were stopped his senior year. But what were you going to say about him? Yeah, it was like okay, well, you know, Rod Ruff Freeman's going to win this game for us, you know, um, or you know, a, a variety of medlocks last year, or whatever. It's yeah, like, medlocks. Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, the other the other team scouting them is can't be like, well, we got to stop Rodrell first first and foremost. We got to stop number ten. Um, so I think that really kind of plays to their strength in a way. Yeah. Uh, so in stand up comedy, I'm going to explain a little <laughs> bit about stand up comedy to you guys. Uh, they have something called a callback, where. You know, they, they set up the joke, they make the joke, and then they tell some more jokes. And then kind of at the end of their set, they have the callback, and you're like, oh, yeah, I recognize that joke from earlier. That makes, you know, it all comes together. Uh, so I'm going to do a callback here. And I'm going to say the X Factor is something that DJ wrote about earlier in the Dead Gum year, which was their line play. Uh, Kevin Hoffman said, this is the best line he's had at Mark. And, man, you know, we always say that's where football games are won. I think that's one of the reasons they're mauling people. Now, that's not to take anything away from any of their skill guys. I think Jonah Ross uh, is a really good quarterback. I know Hoffman's high on him, too. Um, Just a sophomore, isn't he? I think he's just a sophomore. Um, So they've got a bright future ahead with him. But I think – and DJ mentioned – and this has been a Mart thing for a while, but the the low stats, right? Well, it's because they're up, you know, 40 to nothing after a quarter, and Kevin Hoffman isn't a mean guy, and he's not going to beat a team 150 to nothing. But I remember sometimes when he'd send in Super Syntex nominations, and he'd almost be, like, apologetic, like, and he'd say, you know these guys are good. Like, I could have got 
Rodrell 3,000 yards if I wanted him. Uh, and and while those stats are low, you know, DJ, when you look at them, it's like two carries for 42 yards and two touchdowns, you know, or, you know, three catches for, you know, 79 yards and three touchdowns, you know. I mean, it's just like good grief. These guys are efficient. So um, I think that line is a big deal. It creates huge holes and those guys are fast and they just, you know, go through them. So um, watch out for the line. Um, And who is Mark playing again? Love lady. Love lady. Yeah. Okay. Jason or unranked opponent, by the way, which is kind of strange for this time of year. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, So love lady. Good luck. (laughs) and let's move down finally to the Abbott Panthers. They're playing in the six-man state semifinals this week. Of course, six-man plays one less game. They play five playoff games every other round. Every other division plays six, uh, if you're lucky. Um, you get to play six. Um, so, yeah, Abbott, if they win this week, they'll go to Jerry World. They'll have a week off before they do that, but... Um, like China Spring and Mart, Abbott is ranked number one in the state in their division, 1A Division One. So give me your X factor for Terry Crawford's team. And this may be a little harder just because you guys haven't had the chance to cover Abbott in person yet. Um, but um, they are playing their third straight game, incidentally, against an unbeaten team this week in um who are they playing? Uh, Gordon? Erion County. Erion County. Yes, Erion County. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Erion County beat Jonesboro. Could have had Abbott versus Jonesboro, but was not to be. And Jonesboro was a missed two-point conversion away from Yes, the yes, they were. All right. So, what, Chad, you're talking six, man. What do you got on Abbott? Uh, well, you know, I originally came up with that Mike Tyson factor with Abbott because up until last week, they had not been punched in the mouth, mm-hmm. right? Right. But against Gordon, they were, they won 32, 24. And, and like you said, the, that that's a defensive struggle in six, man. That's like a 10, seven game in, in 11, man. Right. Yeah. Um, so they had that experience. Erie and County had that experience against Jonesboro. So, you know, they both had a chance to react to that. Um, and now, you know, it kind of becomes who has been tested more throughout the season. Right are you used to doing what you had to do last week? Cause you're probably going to have to do it again. Right. Uh, and then I guess another, another factor that you mentioned in the email, Bryce, and I'll just go ahead and steal this from you. Uh, Riley Sestala hasn't played the last game or a couple of games for them. And he's been their go-to guy. And, and, and I'll let you mention uh, the guy that's kind of stepped in for him. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like that China spring game momentum who can create it faster. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I believe I'm going to pronounce his name right, but Mason Hale, it's H-E-J-L. Dad is one of the coaches there at Abbott, Um, coaches a variety of sports. If you coach at a six-man school, you coach a variety of sports. Uh, But, yeah, he has stepped in for Riley and put up big rushing numbers the last two weeks, very Sastala-like rushing numbers, you know. Um, So – you always hear about next man up. Well, next man up's a lot harder to do when you don't have that many men on your team to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say Abbott 
always does have for a six man school, really good participation. Like their numbers, a lot of times could rival some two a schools numbers. They usually have 20 something guys on their roster. That's depth in six man. And Mm -hmm. I think depth would be maybe my answer for uh, the, the X factor for, for Abbott, because I feel like they've got a variety of guys that can uh, make a play like Carson Johnson or Brady Schultz or Mason Hale. You know, I, I feel like, you know, they've got it. And, and DJ was smiling there. I hope I didn't steal your answer. You both did. So <laughs> I have nothing to say now. He says, check, <laughs> check. Uh, yeah. Well, well, well we, let, we let DJ make all the good points earlier. So yeah, that's all right. That's good. Speaking of check, um, so they're kind of in check country. Abbott West, you know, it's all kind of. Wow, that's a reach. That was is a that reach. a callback? Is that a, is that a standard? That's a callback. Back? I like it. Now, I've got an idea. You mentioned six man and 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 sort of the depth factor in six man football. And man, those kids are so small. Like, I mean, just like an average to below average size kid. If they're if you're at one of those six man schools, you're a football player. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're five to 110 pounds. You're a football player, right? So I think what we got to do in photo day, day next summer is we got to have like a feature where we take the four guys that, you know, a six, a, six, a school sends and the four guys that, you know, a six man school sends and just have them introduce and stand side by side and just kind of look at just the visual of that, the physical nature of what it takes to be a six, a football player versus, you know, the all comers sort of, uh, status of, of six man and, and and it sounds like you're trying to kind of belittling the six man guys but when you think about it you got to be pretty tough to be that small and go out and ram into somebody that might be a lot bigger than you every week no i think that's a that's a great point uh i will say when you do have one of those bigger guys on in the <laughs> six man level uh right. they, can, they can make an impact uh mm-hmm. and of course the center is eligible uh, to catch a pass in six man, everybody's eligible, so that's fun, you know. That's a rule that needs to translate to all of football. I love you know, it. We I eliminate, it. Yeah. we can eliminate uh, pass interference, and we eliminate a legal man downfield, and just be like, all right, have at it. So, DJ, I'm gonna guess. Tell me if I'm wrong. That when you cover the Abbott Panthers this weekend, it'll be your first six man game. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll I'll I'll drill you on some of the differences in the rules. We won't do that here, but it's I personally uh, I I don't know where everyone else stands, but I love it. I love six man football. I think it's fun. Um, and as Chad said, I think it gives kids that you know maybe just a normal athlete a chance to you know do something special. So, uh, yeah. I hinted at it there, but DJ will be at the Abbott game on Saturday and the um, China spring game on Friday. And then Chad, you're going to see the Crawford Toller game, right? That's right. Yep. Yep. We will have be a good one. Yeah. We'll have Jason Ortz uh, covering Mart for us. So we got it all covered and looking forward to it. Should be a fun week. Yeah, and, and oh, oh, by the way, Baylor's also playing Gonzaga in basketball on Friday night, right? So that's quite a night of sports. Yes, and also, by the way, uh, if Baylor volleyball wins Thursday, they'll play in the NCAA second round on Friday night. So, uh, yes, we got a lot going on. 
wacotrib.com because I'm not sure all that'll fit in the paper. <laughs> Check it out. All right. Thanks, guys. Sweet.